this is Joel Junker, and welcome to another episode of the Cameron Brooks Podcast, Above and Beyond. Uh, a bit of a different type of podcast today, where normally when we interview our alumni, uh, we um, talk with them about what they do in business and and how they're leveraging their military officer background. And in this episode, I interview Sterling Rates, who uh, made the transition about three years ago. And while he does talk about his experience at uh, HP Enterprise in services and also um, his uh, role in business development and sales with a company called Shopper Track. Mostly what he spends time talking about is his transition and what he experienced at the career conference and the follow-up process. So if you're curious about one officer's experience of uh, the preparation, uh, the types of interviews he had, uh, what the follow-up process is like, how he got his spouse involved in the program, and some of you might be curious about the Cameron Brooks Partnership Agreement. Some people might call it an exclusivity agreement, um, uh, whatever it's called. you want to call it. Sterling talks about some of his concerns he had about the agreement. Uh, he talks about, uh, in the end, though, the value that he saw on being committed and how that commitment ended up bringing companies and hiring managers that were, commit, were committed and also now being on the other side of hiring how important it is to have committed candidates uh, throughout the process. So I think you'll really enjoy this because I think it's a, he pu- pulls back the, the curtain, if you will, of the Cameron Brooks program from somebody that's gone through it and been successful. And um, certainly if you want to learn more, you can look up Sterling, uh, again, Sterling Rates, R-A-E, excuse me, R-A-E-H-T-Z on LinkedIn and check him out. Enjoy the podcast. Sterling, thanks for being a part of the Cameron Brooks podcast, volunteering to 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 be with us today, and um, appreciate you being on the show. Yeah, thanks, Joel. I appreciate you having me. It's uh, exciting to be talking to you again. So, Sterling, one of the things I like to like to um, just jump off with is I know you're with uh, you're a senior business development manager at Shop uh, Shopper Track um, today. Why don't you just talk about your Shopper Track? We I know before we started the podcast, you gave us a bit of a background, but for our listeners. Tell us about Shopper Track, what you do, uh, the company and what you do, and maybe a little bit of how you leverage your JMO experience in that. And then we'll jump off into other topics about like the career search process. Sure, I'd be happy to. So I work for a company, as you said, called Shopper Track. Um, you know, it's a, it's a relatively small company of about three to 400 people based out of Chicago. Uh, you know, our, our office is actually on the 41st floor of the Sears Tower. Uh, so it's a pretty awesome place to be working right now. Uh, but we're in the line of business with customer uh, customer analytics for retailers. So essentially, we sell a technology that we would place inside of the ceiling. Uh, as you walk into a store, it's going to detect that you're walking in and out of the store. Uh, and so we do a lot of back-end analytics, analytics based on that kind of uh, numbers, so traffic numbers. Uh, so I work with a lot of uh, senior executive marketing teams, uh, operations teams uh, to help them determine essentially what the opportunity is in their store to be selling to people instead of just making their decisions off of uh, sales data. Because it kind of only tells one side of the story. You know, you know how many people bought in your store, but you don't know what the opportunity was in your store uh, to sell, you know, to sell more. So, um, you know, in this role, uh, I leverage a ton of the experience that I had from the military, not the least of which is being able to get out there in, into a territory, try and figure it out, trying to understand the lay of the land, um, really understand what kinds of targets that you're going after in terms of prospects, uh, you know, which accounts are going to be uh, more fruitful for you than others. 
Uh, and then especially the communication uh, skills that I learned in the military, because in this kind of sales role, you know, I'm a sole representative of our company going into boardrooms and essentially, you know, pitching our product and service and trying to, to you know, uh, deliver the value of our product and service to a lot of senior executives. So it'd be kind of similar to going in and um, maybe talking to a brigade commander or so. Um, so that, that, I mean, that's one of the absolute main skills that I brought forward from the military. And, you know, to be fair, you know, Shopper Track, you know, as we jumped in as the second company after you made the transition in, in January of 2016, um, mm-hmm. just for our listeners, uh, it, we placed, uh, helped uh, Sterling make a transition to HP Enterprises, and they went through some change a couple years after uh, you made the transition. How did the, um, it, because you went through the change, you Kind of ended up making this transition to shopper track. How did the Cameron Brooks experience, if you will, help you um, navigate that change and end up over at end up over at shopper track, if you will, from HP? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, I I got placed in the or I made the decision uh, with the help of Cameron Brooks to uh, go with uh, Hewlett Packard Enterprise, and so. Um, you know, a, a year into the position there, it was still a sales position. Essentially, after I got through the entire onboarding process, uh, they went through uh, some merger and acquisition activity. So um, they essentially spun off our side of the business, so the enterprise services side, and merged it with a whole other company called Computer Science Corporation. And they created this new entity called DXC Technology. So, you know, one of the first lessons that I got in corporate America is that things are always changing. You know, the the environment is always evolving uh, to adapt quickly and um, really try and understand, uh, you know, uh, make informed decisions about what you want to do with your career or where you want to be, especially that young in in my career. Um, You know, I was able to learn pretty quickly that uh, corporate America has a lot of opportunity in it and, you know, uh, to some extent, you kind of just have to roll with the punches, um, but you also are in control of your destiny, which is similar to what I had uh, at Cameron Brooks. Um, so I know that there's a super uh, strong labor market out there right now. Uh, you know, just as a side note, the reason I ultimately came over to Shopper Track was that they had, you know, a great compensation pl- package. It was the exact same sort of um, role that, w- that I was in. It was still individual contributor as a salesperson, you know, so I just ultimately made the decision for me and my family to, to move over to this company. Um, but, uh, you know, taking my experience from Cameron Brooks, I was very educated in knowing what kinds of questions I had to ask throughout the interview process. Um, you know, again, it's a strong labor market, so I kind of had the leverage in my favor uh, with the company that wanted me again. Um, so going through, you know, the 15 or so interviews that I had with Cameron Brooks, um, you know, I gained a lot of that interview skills, uh, interviewing skills uh, from the conference that I was able to take over to this new company. Um, who was interviewing me and asked some pretty educated questions. And I think I kind of blew their socks off a little bit about, you know, a little bit about the business acumen and, you know, the the depth and the knowledge that I had about what kinds of questions to be asking them. You, you bring up a good point. You know, the, the market's good right now. There's a lot of opportunities out there for for people, it seems like. And I still think it's hard for a veteran to find those companies that really understand and completely value their their experience the companies really like the the idea of veterans but their preferred ones are typically ones that have a couple of years of experience under their belt then mm-hmm. hire them versus getting straight out and that's the ideally that's the value that cameron brooks brings but from your perspective you know you went through the career conference 
you certainly with your background, your communication skills, there's no doubt. And I feel about this about most people that we work. They people can go out there and find a job. Um, when we're really not in the business of helping people find just a job. It's it's much more than that. Why did you why did you choose Cameron Brooks? If you could share with the listeners the everybody's got a problem, if you will. You're in sales, you get this. People have a problem, mm-hmm. and so you, you somehow you found Cameron Brooks a solution, and you felt it was a solution that you felt good about. What was it about that offering that you chose to partner with Cameron Brooks? Yeah, I made the decision to go with Cameron Brooks ultimately based on, you know, it's funny that you say that I'm in sales and kind of understand that lots of people have a problem. I made the decision to go with Cameron Brooks because of the experience that Cameron Brooks has in placing junior military officers into career roles as opposed to just placing them into jobs. Um, over the last, you know, I'm, I'm sorry, I don't know the specific number, but over the last 20, 30, 40 years, whatever, the, whatever that number actually is, you have a track record of actually placing people into great positions uh, where they can build a career for themselves. So making the decision to come out of the military, essentially having, you know, a career uh, for the five years that I was in, uh, and I could have stayed in for another 15, 20, 25, uh, I needed the confidence of going with somebody who was going to place me into a career, uh, again, that was going to be good for me and my family, uh, and I could build a life off of. And I, you know, I had an experience with some other recruiters or some other similar services um, where they didn't want to talk to me until I was a month or two out from transition, and I didn't want to place that level of responsibility into somebody who wasn't willing to build a relationship with me. Um, so when I ultimately also found out about the uh, Cameron Brooks conference and had some friends go ahead of me uh, to that conference, you know, the, the experience of the, conference in, of the conference is unparalleled. So in my experience, I interviewed with 15 companies, uh, 10 of which I believe were Fortune 500 companies, and I would never would have been able to put together uh, an interview docket much like I had in those two days let alone, I don't even think I have a personal network even now inside of that many companies that would have put me in front of decision makers for hiring. Let's uh, go back to kind of break it up into three parts in your experience sure. with Cameron Brooks. You've got the preparation phase. You've got the, maybe we even do four, the preparation phase, the Friday, Saturday, Sunday phase of the conference. And you mentioned like getting in front of companies. That's the Monday, Tuesday phase. And then you got the follow-up phase. Mm-hmm. Let's take the preparation phase. What what did you find valuable or unique about your experience of working through the preparation phase or helpful, if you will, the preparation phase with Cameron Brooks? Yeah. So my experience with preparing for the conference uh, was a little truncated compared to most people. I think I actually uh, came on board with Cameron Brooks. I want to say around October or November. uh, And I ended up going to a conference that I believe was at the end of January. And that was mostly because I alluded to working with another uh, similar service, and that kind of fell by the wayside. I had also come just off a, a deployment, so I was a little bit disconnected um, prior to my transition, uh, just you know because of that experience. Um, but what I realized right away was that you know the the prep materials uh, was something that I hadn't experienced before. The reading lists actually shaped the career that I ended up going into. Um, uh, I'm blanking on the name of the book that was on the reading list right now, but it was about sales. Uh, I think it's called Integrity Selling. Uh, but yep. when I read that book from Cameron Brooks' uh, recommendation, that really changed my way of what sales is in corporate America because a lot of people have the, the assumption that it's used car sales. You know, here's very transactional. Do you want this thing or not? How much are you going to pay? You know, we're going to try and get you to pay as much as possible. That's not always the case. And certainly not in, you know, software as a service type selling or analytics. Um, so reading that book 
ultimately, now that I'm really thinking about it, ultimately shaped the course of my career path. Uh, and that's because Cameron Brooks had a, had a great uh, reading list. Um, and it helped me also, to be fair, push some other things out of uh, consideration that I may have been going into. Uh, so for example, before I got out, I was a, a company XO, like a lot of your listeners probably are right now. Uh, a lot of project management type skills, things like that. So I just figured, you know, maybe I would be a plant manager or going to manufacturing or supply chain or project management, uh, which, which are all fine careers. But um, just because I had that experience in the military doesn't mean that that was going to be the best career for me in the civilian world because there's so many different options. And so from the preparation phase, although it was only, you know, honestly, three or four months before my uh, conference, uh, you know, just the reading list and, and the materials of trying to figure out what kind of leader I am. Uh, you know, you guys ultimately put me in the sales. <laughs> we, uh, well, you've done extraordinarily well. And I think that mm-hmm. um, that is one of the value uh, that we'll get into. I believe that mm-hmm. when you're out there, um, a lot of times when you're doing it on your own or maybe smaller or recruiting firms that aren't as invested in you, you probably get like one option to choose from. And it could be a good option even. But how do you know when you evaluate only one course of action? Like you said, you probably would have looked at more of the team leadership and the project management roles, and, and you probably would have done well. But sometimes, you, and the same thing you do in the military, you evaluate multiple courses of action. Mm-hmm. And a couple of them are good, but one always seems to kind of stick out as better than the others. And you're a lot more comfortable with that course of action. Um, which we'll get to, but it, it's good that you talked about the prep helped you with that. You know, funny when I talk to our list, our uh, people that are in our program, the favorite thing about Cameron Brooks is the preparation. It's hard to get mm-hmm. them to understand like what exactly happens at the conference because I always say to them, well, if you like the preparation, I think you're going to like the conference even more. What was it about the conference that you really liked or helped find valuable for you? Um, so there's two things. One was the fact that I, um, you know, Cameron Brooks encouraged me to bring my spouse with me and, and accompany me throughout the entire weekend. And, you know, it, it was such an influential uh, experience on my career that we were able to make this decision together. What's going to be best for our family? Uh, where do we want to live sort of thing? Uh, you know, how does it align with my significant other's career pr- plans? And so she was able to attend with me um, throughout the first couple of days of preparation um, which leads to the second point, which is, you know, Chuck and you and, and some of the other people there at Cameron Brooks were able to walk through just a 30 minute description of the positions that I was going to be uh, interviewing for. So it wasn't just, you know, you know, you don't just show up, get handed your list of interviews and say, well, we hope you did your, your preparation on these companies. Uh, I hope you learned as much as you could about them. You know, it was a very tailored experience where Hey, everybody that's going to be interviewing this company, let's sit down for 30 minutes, talk about it. Here's, uh, here's what this career path generally looks like. Here's where you're going to start. Here's where we would expect you to end up in 10 to 15 years. Uh, and my wife, Sandy, was sitting right there next to me. So she got to hear about all that. Um, and so at the end of the night, you know, I think after the second night, after going through all these uh, interview preparation seminars, uh, we were able to sit down and we rank ordered you know, before the interviews even started. Uh, we kind of rank ordered what was going to be best for our family and make that decision together uh, before I went into the interview. So, you know, it was really those two things, having my spouse with me and then also uh, being able to understand more about the individual position, uh, you know, for 30 minutes or so, even before interviewing. How does it compare with like the Monday and Tuesday, the opportunity to interview at the career conference 
with the, the companies versus maybe other people you've talked to about doing their own search. What did you feel like you gained um, from doing that? The positives uh, of that or of experience of interviewing with so many companies, vice maybe some friends or peers that said, you know, I feel like I just need to do this on my own type of thing. Yeah, I, I've had certainly have had friends that have gone off and found positions with, you know, GE or some of these well-established uh, rotational programs that are offered to junior officers. But I've I've actually have a lot of friends that have gone a bunch of different routes. Uh, but I've had plenty of more friends who've gone through recruiting recruiting services, and the lion's share of those was with Cameron Brooks. So we've actually all kind of came to the realization, you know, a year or two down the road that uh, that career conference was was an incredible experience because, um, you know, some of the people that decide to go, go it on their own, you know, to a GE or you know, Chase or whoever, you know, whatever company it is, um, you're really just applying and putting a lot of your eggs into one basket about a company that you are familiar with. Probably you're familiar with their logo or whatever the case may be. Uh, and you know that they're going to give you an option um, uh, to, to work with some, you know, inside of their company in some division that might suit you. Um, but you're still kind of pigeonholing yourself uh, to these companies that you are relying on um, to provide you a job. So the reverse of that is at Cameron Brooks, I interviewed with probably half the companies that I interviewed with. I hadn't even considered them or haven't even heard of them, to be honest with you. Um, but the the opportunities that they are offering uh, were fantastic. So um, it first of all, it prevented me from having to to pitch the value proposition of a military officer, which is something that I did have to do. Uh, with the company that I am at right now, um, I'm actually the first military hire with this company, uh, a junior officer hire. Um, so that's, you know, we can take that aside here in a few minutes. But, um, you know, these companies, I was presented opportunities that I never even would have come across that were all fantastic opportunities that would have been great for a career. Um, and uh, you, you, you kind of bring up a good point of half you hadn't heard of before. I can't tell you how many times I talk to people that have come to pro, uh, through the camera books that say, I never even knew these opportunities. I never knew this exact opportunity existed out there. Like, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, unless, yeah. In, unless you were like buying compressors for some reason in the military, <laughs> how would you ever hear of yeah. this company before, for example? Well, to be honest. To be honest with you, Joel, some of these companies I had heard of, but didn't even know that they were doing the kinds of things that I was interviewing for. So some specific sports marketing type positions uh, with a company that I thought was more involved in nutrition, you know. Um, so it wasn't even just the fact that um, it was a company. There were some companies that I had never heard of that I could interview with, but there were plenty of companies that I had heard of, but didn't know I could do these sort of things with them. Yeah, so your eyes, you get to learn, so get to learn so much. But let's. I think there's also there's a, a key piece we haven't brought up here. It's a it's a partnership. You know, we uh, mm -hmm. um, we ask people to wait, uh, require if you want, wait till your, your conference uh, before you do like your networking, sending out resumes and interviewing. That we call that the Cameron Brooks Partnership Agreement. It's not anything that people sign and. I'm sure that was hard for you. Can you speak to the the the, the agreement for you? If you found it hard waiting, uh, maybe talk to our listeners about the the value of waiting and that partnership agreement. Yeah. So uh, for the listeners um, who may be in a similar circumstance, let me just kind of lay out my transition timeline so you can understand uh, maybe a little bit of the stress that I was feeling because I'm sure some of them are feeling the exact same way. So. I came back from a deployment, um, I believe it was in August or September, 
of 2015 and then uh, started with Cameron Brooks there in October. I uh, started my transition process around the January timeframe, which was also going to be at the exact same time as the Cameron Brooks conference. Uh, and then I had 60 days of leave or terminal leave uh, following the, the Cameron Brooks conference. So, um, you know, I was basically two months out as the Cameron Brooks conference was going on. Um, so I was starting to feel a little bit stressed. You know, I knew that I had a, quite a bit of leave saved up that I was going to be able to, to go through this process for two months. Um, but at the same time, again, I, I had to provide for my family. I knew that I was coming out of the military and that has its whole set of, um, you know, uh, concerns and stresses. And then I had to find a new job on top of all that. So, um, uh, I mean, just it's hard. The, yeah, it was hard. Yeah, it's hard. It's a hard thing to do because you're transitioning from a very comfortable environment to the unknown. Um, so that, that's kind of where I was at. Um, so one of the things about the conference is it's a partnership. And the partnership, you know, Cameron Brooks, we promise we're going to go find these great companies, bring them to the conference. We're going to help. We're, we can't make you prepare. We can right. only give you the materials to help you prepare. Partnership says you're going to be well prepared, but you're also counting on us to deliver. And I can only imagine with our partnership agreement, which for the listeners that don't know about this, we ask or actually require people to wait till they come to the career conference before they start networking and setting out, sending out resumes because of that partnership of you're committing to the conference. We're committing to great companies. We get those great companies to come with the decision makers, hiring managers, not just people just doing screening interviews because they know they have an equal opportunity to get you. But I know a little bit about your timeline. You're coming back off a of deployment. Um, you've got limited time to prepare. You're, you're mm -hmm. going to the conference in January. You start terminal leave. Can you talk about the, the challenge or the, the challenge of the agreement? And maybe after you've been through this process now, for the listeners, the value of the agreement and what they get out of it. Because if I think about it, nobody pays for anything, but maybe they think there's a cost. Like I give up some control. Right. I feel like I'm vulnerable out here. Like you said about some of the other options, they're putting all their eggs in one basket. Well, I hear that all the time with you about, hey, you're putting all your eggs in the Cameron Brooks basket. Can you share your experience honestly? Like this is the agreement. This is how hard it was for me. But this is the value I got out of it. Maybe just yeah, explain yeah, yeah. to the listeners that piece. Yeah. So uh, going back to the partnership agreement, then, like knowing that I was on a very tight timeline, you know, 60 days essentially from when my paychecks were going to stop with the from the DOD uh, at the end of terminal leave to you know essentially providing for my family, the partnership agreement uh, caused a little bit of concern. You know, to be very candid with you, um, because you know. I felt like I was putting all of my eggs into one basket with Cameron Brooks, you know, um, but also I had to essentially, you know, be mature about this decision that a company was investing in me by bringing all of these companies to a conference to interview me with hiring managers. We're going to be there. There are a lot of people that were going to be invested in time and money to come interview me and potentially bring them on. You know, so I, you know, I definitely had the, the feeling that maybe I want to hedge my bet. You know, maybe I wanted to put out a few resumes while I've got this Cameron Brooks thing going on. Um, but the partnership agreement really, uh, uh, I think it's a, a critical part of Cameron Brooks' business because it shows that, that there is that partnership between the candidate and Cameron Brooks. That I have to, put a, have to put faith into Cameron Brooks that, you know, you guys have done your job very well for the last 40 or so years 
and that I'm also going to be one of these people that can benefit from that service and find a great job. Um, so I gave up a little bit of that control of, um, you know, putting out resumes, starting networking, you know, in conjunction with Cameron Brooks. I ended up actually not even having to do that. You know, after I came back from the conference, you know, I, I said to my wife on the way home that there's no way that I ever would have been able to do that um, on my own. And so the partnership agreement, while it is a very, uh, you know, it, it's a little bit daunting to know that you're not, you're, you shouldn't be putting out your networking, you know, feelers or resumes or anything like that. It's because it's kind of that fear of the unknown. It's ultimately what you're headed into. And so after the conference, it com makes complete sense, um, at least it did for me. And I think it is for most people. It's hard in the beginning. And I really acknowledge that because there's a, there's, gosh, fear is such a strong word, but I don't know how else to 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 use it because it's we we all as human beings want control and we want certain as much certainty as possible even though i know military officers infantry officers pilots in the air force navy submariners we do risky things but yet mm -hmm. when it comes to like jobs and income and taking care of our families we want certainty it's like that kind of like that biological piece that we want certainty so to say mm -hmm. that hey i'm going to wait is that counter counterintuitive to to people, sure. and um, but if you kind of divide and conquer, you're preparing. We've got some materials. We're going out and getting the decision makers. And like you said, I think you said you had 14 interviews with great companies, decision makers. And I mean, how long? I mean, how many days was it after the career conference that you ended up having? I mean, how many follow up interviews did you do? And uh, when did you have your offer? Talk about your follow up process. Yeah, sure. So I had a lot. Of, uh, you guys actually got me into trouble a little bit because there were some companies there that tried to offer me on the spot. <laughs> and I essentially had to say, you know, hang on, let's punch the brakes on this. So, you know, my interview, my follow up process was a little interesting because uh, and I, I'm happy to be able to discuss this now because it makes me feel good about the experience. But, you know, some of the companies basically tried to take me out to dinner uh, the night of the first interviews. And so that was just, you know, uh, you know, they were moving fast. So. Yeah, they were going to the second <laughs> yeah. date quickly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So some of the companies honestly tried to offer me on the spot. Um, I had some companies call me on the way home from the airport, uh, headed back to Clarksville, Tennessee. You know, they. Um, so my my follow up interview process, I did. Um, I think I had nine yeses to go forward with follow up interviews, and then I ended up uh, doing four of them. Uh, so, you know, I I went with all these companies that I was excited about the opportunity of, of what I was going to be working. They were all sales positions. Um, and, you know, it was, it was, it was a really exciting experience uh, to be able to, to see all these companies headquarters to really start to start to dip my toe into corporate America, you know, honestly, you know, be wined and dined a little bit, you know, from some of these fortune 100 companies uh, to, to feel wanted a little bit. Uh, it was just a really exciting experience. Um, uh, you know, and, and actually on one of them, uh, my wife accompanied me. So uh, there was just a lot of really great opportunities with these companies bringing us out to, you know, Texas or California or Illinois, wherever the case may be. Um, and I really felt like I had the world at my fingertips at that point. So a lot of the uncertainty of my transition process, like I said, I was already essentially on terminal leave when I was going through the, the follow-up interviews. I really felt like I had the opportunity to pick the career that I wanted that was going to be best for me, uh, as opposed to just having to take a job because I didn't have, you know, because I, I had only applied one or two places. 
Right, and you bring up, you know, we go back to the agreement for the listeners, the, the ability to get out there and do three or four follow-up interviews in two weeks um, period of time is because of the agreement. And, it, and the reason why it's because of the agreement is that companies can't afford to waste their time and just do screening interviews at our conference. It's not what they, they want. They want to be able to interview people who are, um, they have a good shot at getting. They know they have to compete. But if somebody comes to the career conference with a, an offer already in hand or um, you know, at the final process with somebody else, they're not going to send the decision makers. So the way that you yeah. get to do 12, 13 interviews and then four follow-up interviews roughly and get to choose a, a couple offers is because of the agreement. Mm -hmm. Joel, I, was, I, I want to interrupt a little bit just to say that now that I'm somewhat on the other side of the table with a company who is now involved in that hiring process, uh, you know, the commitment from a co company to have to fly out to a Cameron Brooks conference, the time and money, you know, for these people to come out, especially at the level that they are, the hiring managers come out and make these decisions is, is substantial for a company. And we already talked about it very briefly, but it, with it being such a strong labor market, I think the partnership agreement is important for the candidate because these companies that are coming in are desperately trying to find great talent and it's a very expensive process. So you know, abiding by the partnership agreement is really investing in these companies that are coming uh, to, to see me. One of the things that I talk about too is that the, the power of the Cameron Brooks process is a 50-50 relationship. We, 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 you are, this isn't all about the candidate doing all the work and abiding by these. We, there are things that we commit to as well. It's 50% on us and it's 50% on the candidate in, I don't know if I'm not using the, using the right math terms here or not, but the 50 when it's 50% candidate, 50% is this like almost Simon Sinek start with why your why the Cameron Brooks why come together. It's really powerful, but any time that a candidate feels like Cameron Brooks is not holding up their end, um, which I don't think happens very often, or it's a miscommunication. Uh, but either way, if the candidate feels that way and it, they feel 70/30, or we feel like it's 70/30. It's not a powerful relationship. It's not going to end well. And the agreement is really a way that we say to you and you say back to us, hey, this, we're in this together to help you, our clients, and Cameron Brooks ultimately reach the goals. And the power of it, again, going back to start with why by Simon Sinek, um, is in that 50-50 relationship. Yeah. Uh, you know, just an anecdotal experience of the point you just made. Um, when I was going through the follow-up process, I said yes and accepted a follow-up interview with a medical device company that I was really excited about uh, in a great location. You know, I think it was somewhere out west that was just going to be a beautiful location to live in. Uh, but ultimately, what happened was between the time that I had said yes and when I was scheduled to go out there, um, the position that they were offering had closed uh, really for financial reasons. Um, and so Cameron Brooks actually worked on my behalf with that company to find another location that I would have been interested in taking. I actually did a follow-up interview at a different, uh, in a different city for that exact same location. And essentially, if I had to try to do that, you know, as a single party, you know, if a, if a position closes at a company, that's kind of the end of the story. But Cameron Brooks was my advocate to find me another location for that, um, for that offering or for that position. Uh, and that was, that just blew me out of the water, to be honest with you. That's good feedback. All right. So I know you've, you've given me over 30 minutes of your time. So I want to ask one last question. You know, last thing, Sterling, I just need to provide a great advice for everybody here. 
um, tell me um, if you could provide one last piece of advice, people that are thinking about the transition or already maybe have made the decision to transition, what would that be? I think that the, the one piece of advice that I'd give to people making this transition right now is probably just to relax, that everything is going to work out. You have a very great skill set that a lot of companies are looking uh, to fulfill inside of their company. Um, you know, ultimately it's the fear of the unknown right now that a lot of the listeners, and certainly something that I felt going into my transition, but just have the confidence that you've been well prepared, uh, and not only in your military careers, but a lot of these skills um, are very high, highly desirable out in corporate America, and you're far more experienced than you probably think that you are. So uh, be confident going forward into higher, or into your interviews. Know that you're probably uh, more qualified than a lot of people that are interviewing for that same position. Uh, and just be confident and go out there and, uh, and you know, create the life that you want to live. Awesome. Great advice, Sterling. Really appreciate that. And I appreciate you being on the show and giving us so much of your time this morning. Yeah. Thanks, Joel. I, I, great to talk to you again. And, you know, if, if anybody, if any of your listeners ever want to, you know, connect that, you know, with me on LinkedIn, you know, the Cameron Brooks alumni network is strong and alive and well in corporate America. So, uh, feel free to connect with me on LinkedIn or reach out if you have any questions. Thank you, everybody, for listening to another episode of the Cameron Brooks Podcast. Of course, if you want to learn more, visit our website at cameron-brooks.com. And you can check out our book, PCS to Corporate America. You can get that off of Amazon. Uh, always, if you have questions, email us at candidates at cameron-brooks.com or you can email me directly, joel at cameron-brooks.com. <laughs>